It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Week 7 of the 2023 NFL season, and there are six teams on by. T-Bro, I believe this is one of two bye weeks where six teams are on bye. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's nobody on bye in week eight. The buys go all the way to week 14. I don't understand why the NFL does that, but we're in the throes of it. And also there are a lot of kind of nagging minor ish and severe injuries out there that we're going to have to help you navigate on the waiver wire. I'm Joe Dolan. He's Tom Brawley. He uh, basically starts putting the waiver wire together every day, every, uh, Every Friday and then Sunday. Yep. Yeah. And it, and it takes, uh, it's an undertaking. Some weeks are better than others. I'm guessing T bro. This was not a fun week though. Writing up the waiver wire. Actually, it it wasn't too bad, but it was a lot of stuff that we added to it on Monday. John, you know, I, I hand the baton to John. I, I help out still a little bit on Mondays and, uh, we also got to shout out Brian Drake, who does our defenses in the article, Tom Simons, who does the kickers, uh, so it's a, a team effort. Uh, I play a, a part in that effort, and uh, yeah, we're it's a that's why it's a very comprehensive article. And of course, John puts his touches at the top there. Uh, people want to know who his top waiver wire ads are every week, so uh, you can find that at the top of the article. People love to know who Hanson's adding for the week. So uh, yeah, very comprehensive. And as you said, we have six teams on by. Absolutely brutal. Uh, Carolina Panthers. Eh, not we'll miss Adam Thielen there. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, Dallas Cowboys, New York Jets, Tennessee Titans, and the Houston Texans. So, uh, as you said, there Week 13 is the other one with six teams on by. So this is the one of the two heaviest weeks with teams on by. Well, well, well let's get into it and let's start uh, at the running back position, Tom, where we picked up a lot of kind of nagging injuries, injuries that are going to cost guys. Um, uh, it looks like sometime. Let's start with the Lions, who now I believe Dan Campbell said on Monday that Jameer Gibbs is trending in the right direction. But I don't know if Jameer Gibbs is going to get 25 touches right at off a hamstring injury when they've basically neglected to give him a huge role anyway with David Montgomery probably missing a couple of weeks with a rib cartilage injury Craig Reynolds might step in as the banger Craig Reynolds out of Kutztown University by the way uh yeah represent small school Pennsylvania here Uh, step in as a uh as the banger in this backfield yeah, it, this this is a backfield that's been really banged up as well. Uh, they they had Zonovan Knight uh, also in the mix, and he's now done, done for the year with an injury. So uh, they really have gone through players here. Uh, we'll see. Gibbs is – it's going to be interesting. He's mispracticed. He hasn't even participated. I think Wednesday will probably be a very strong indication if he's going to play or not. Uh, if he's at least gets a limited practice, I would think that maybe he's back in the mix for this week. If he misses Wednesday, that's probably a sign that it could be really Craig Reynolds' backfield. So I know some team, you know, some leagues are Tuesday waivers. Uh, some of the big money leagues are Wednesday night. So if if there's another DNP for Gibbs on Wednesday, uh, I would probably up my bid a little bit for for Reynolds because uh, he's going to have to be the guy here. Uh, Zigbo is the only other player behind him. Uh, Reynolds, his big play of the week was uh, 
the uh, the big block on the the touchdown for Amon Ross St. Brown where he reversed field. Uh, that was one of the the biggest highlights of the week. He came from out of nowhere and laid the big block. And uh, we know Dan Campbell loves that kind of stuff. So uh, you know Reynolds is in for a big role. This is one of the best offenses in the league. Jared Goff is playing at an extremely high level. Uh, a, a tough matchup here against the Ravens, but. He could be in line for a massive workload if Gibbs is unable to play. And and if Gibbs does play, I think it'll probably be like a 50-50 split in terms of carries. Uh, maybe Reynolds might have a slight edge there because I don't think they want to overextend Gibbs in his first game back. But um, even then, uh, we've seen this backfield. Uh, David Montgomery at the goal line, five touchdowns early in the season. Jamal Williams led the league in rushing touchdowns last year with 17. So we want these backs that could be playing at, at the goal line uh, in a good offense. So Reynolds is the uh, probably the priority ad, especially if you've been riding David Montgomery through the first part of the season. Um, uh, the updates on Christian McCaffrey are um, that he's probably day-to-day with this oblique injury, but the 49ers probably do want to take it a little bit easier knowing his history. Uh, they're coming off a lot, whatever, they lost a game to, to an AFC team. You know, it happens. There's no more undefeated teams. Um, Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell, Tom, going to be popular on the waiver wire. Which one are you prioritizing? Mitchell's the one who's rostered in, in many more leagues than Mason. But uh, it's looking to me like Mason might be a little bit more valuable than Mitchell. That's where I lean as to uh, lean to also. Um, uh, you might not have the choice, as you said, twenty eight percent in Yahoo. So Mitchell's probably owned in quite you know probably most of the twelve team leagues. Uh, probably not owned in ten team leagues. So um, I, I'm leading Mason just just based on uh, performance in recent weeks. Uh, he's played well, scored a rushing touchdown. Uh, two weeks ago uh, has looked good. Mitchell's been, you know, just can't get healthy. Uh, that's that's the story of his career. Uh, that's the story of his season right now. So uh, that might be one of those where we watch the injury report too to see if Mitchell's on there. Uh, that would have me leaning towards Mason more. Uh, but of course, this is a Monday night football game. So we're not going to have an injury report for this backfield until Thursday. Uh, hopefully we get some more reporting on the McCaffrey situation because it might not even matter because uh, this is this seems like a, a no games missed or a one game missed type of injury. So uh, I, I think Edwin, uh, Edwin Porras, our, our injury expert, is leaning towards this is not a very significant injury at all. So yeah. um, it, it's a situation that obviously needs monitored if you had been playing with, with McCaffrey. I would lean towards Mason just based on recent performance, but either way, I think it's probably going to be uh, probably some sort of split backfield. Maybe it was some, you know, a series on series off for these guys. If McCaffrey misses this game. So I want to go down the board a little bit. First and foremost, Tom, I think a lot of these guys here are not necessarily long-term options, but there's going to be a lot of folks who are going to need to plug in for one week. One more guy I want to talk about who's probably a one-week plug-in. Um, now, uh, who, I have no idea exactly what the Rams are going to do, but it looks I like Kyron Williams is going to be out for a week. Um, Zach Evans, Royce Freeman, they are available everywhere. I don't care what kind of league you're in, unless you're in like a deep dynasty league, Zach Evans is out there. He's available in virtually 100% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, could use a fill-in here. For, for one week here as as Kyron Williams nurses what looks to be 
a minor but painful ankle injury. Yeah, this is a tough, tough blow because I, I think sharp owners were probably like, oh, Kyron Williams isn't going to sustain this. So I'm going to add Ronnie Rivers. Uh, oh, you know, the, yeah. And Rivers is now, uh, I don't know if he's landed on the IR, but it's it's uh, sounds like a four to six week injury. So now we're going deep into the uh, the RB depth chart because, hey, we look, think back to the start of the season. Cam Akers was on this roster. So uh, this this thin this depth chart is getting really thin at this point. Evans, yeah, I, I have to lean towards Evans just because he's probably the more talented option here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six-round pick uh, battle. You know, he could never really get – you know, fully healthy uh, at Ole Miss. And, you know, he he wasn't a very impressive prospect, but uh, we, we know what Royce Freeman is. But he was is. drafted. But he was drafted, and we know what Royce Freeman is at this point. Yeah. Uh, but my instincts are telling me that Freeman's probably going to be more involved than anybody wants to see. Uh, they're going against the Steelers this week uh, for passing situation. You know, I could see him them leaning towards him and pass protection and because uh, we know the Steelers are, you know, pressure at one of the highest rates. So uh, this, honestly, the, I mean, we had the Amari DiMarcado debacle last week. I feel like this could be one of those situations again, uh, potential landmine. Um, it also sounds like the Rams could make some sort of move uh, for some sort of veteran. I know Sony Michelle renounced a retirement earlier this year. Uh, Daryl Henderson's still out there. Henderson's out there. I know Fournette stuff is floating out there this week uh, because he was supposed to visit with the Bills, but that was called off. But um, so this is I would not be surprised if we get more news here later on Tuesday that they might be bringing somebody in. But if I'm making a play here, I'm going for the rookie. I'm going for the six round pick and Evans. And who the hell knows? Maybe he really impresses this week. Maybe the Williams injury you know, last more than a week. Maybe it, it stretches into two or three weeks and uh, maybe they reevaluate just how much they've been using uh, Kyron Williams up to this point. So like the best chance for like you value, value this week and maybe an outside chance that he develops into something else for later in the season, Evans would be the play. There is one name out there um, who, if I'm looking for a guy, Hey, Hey, Dolan, I'm, I need a guy who might become a weekly RB two for me. And I don't, and, and, and I I don't need you to guarantee me that's going to happen, but it looks like it could in an offense. That's better than we thought it was going to be. The answer is Devin Singletary of the Houston Texans, who there might have been a changing of the guard in that backfield, Tom, Um, the offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick kind of, danced around and I, I don't mean that as, as as a pun the fact that his outside zone scheme he's a Shanahan disciple might not be the best fit for the skill set of Damian Pierce and in this game it was a competitive game Devin Singletary was the lead back for the Houston Texans so hello De- Devin Singletary he's available in close to 90 percent of Yahoo leagues this is a guy who maybe he becomes what we thought Damian Pierce could have become in this offense if they think he's the better fit for the scheme. Yeah, and it, it certainly feels that way. Pierce has gotten opportunities to start the year and just has not been very effective with them. Uh, as you said, Slowick made the statements last week, and this was always kind of a possibility. We like Pierce as a prospect, but he, you know, he's better for you know 
you know, more of the power blocking, you know, the man blocking uh, straight ahead, uh, not this outside zone where you got to, you know, use your speed to get to the one cut and get up the field. And I, I don't know if Singletary is actually a great for that fit for that also, but he's a better fit for, for this kind of uh, blocking scheme. So, um, and we've seen with Singletary, you know, he's not going to blow, blow you away with his production, but, uh, he was always a reliable back in, in Buffalo. Uh, and he had, you know, some good, you know, yards per carry averages early in his career and he can help out in passing situations. And, um, you know, he's, he's just one of these guys that, uh, you know, won't over, you know, won't, he doesn't do anything particularly special, but he's pretty solid across the board. So uh, I don't think Damian Pierce is going to just disappear here. Yeah. But if we get a 60-40 split and it's it was a 60-40 split towards Damian Pierce early in the season, maybe it flips to a 60-40 split towards Singletary in the second half of the season. They're, of course, on by this week. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, we're speculating with a lot of this stuff on the waiver wire. But I think this is a good one to speculate with. Hey. Last roster spot in my team. I got a great roster, but you never can have enough RB depth. Maybe he develops. I don't even know if he'll be an RB2 type. Maybe, you know, but maybe he could be a flex guy. You know, good for 10 or 12 points. Uh, can score the occasional touchdown. So I think he's certainly worth an ad here, especially if you have a really strong roster and you don't need to, you know, you don't need to fill out a lineup here in week seven with all these buys. The wide receiver waiver wire is pretty thin to me, um, especially since I think the best options are all 30 plus rostered, unless you want to go after Kendrick Bourne again. Good luck with that. No. At least, but at least they got got him involved uh, to go. Uh, but let, uh, let's say, Tom, this is last call for Rasheed Rice, Curtis Samuel and Josh Downs, who I think are the three best uh, wide receivers on the waiver wire. Yeah, I totally agree there. I, I'll go down the list here a little bit um, for Wandale Robinson. He was oh, okay. at, yeah. he was added a lot and dropped a lot, um, but uh, there was a bit of a, a changing of the guard last week for the uh, the Giants. Uh, they know they stink. They know they need to get you know some of their younger players out in the field. So uh, Jalen Hyatt uh, was you know seventy five plus percent of the routes. Uh, next to uh, Darius Slayton on the perimeter, and Wandale Robinson was the number three wide receiver. So uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but Tyrod Taylor ran the offense much more effectively than Daniel Jones had through the first five weeks. Uh, maybe that will, you know, maybe a little light will turn on for Daniel Jones once he eventually comes back into the lineup. But um, get the ball out quicker. Uh, let your let these receivers uh, work after the catch. So. Uh, we'll go back to the Wandale Robinson well here. Uh, you know, PPR guy. He, he, You're hoping for four or six catches, four to six catches a week from him. Uh, and this offense, it's been an absolute disaster to this point. But it, you know, it didn't score a touchdown uh, against the Bills, but they had two great opportunities that they squandered at the end of each half. Uh, the offense certainly had more juice uh, with Saquon Barkley in the lineup again. So, you know, they're they're averaging a, a league worse, 11 points per game, but uh, maybe that can trend up here a little bit and they're getting their rook, you know, the young receivers back in play. So, uh, you know, give Hyatt a look if uh, you're in a really, really deep league or a really uh, in these competitive leagues uh, that, you know, roster 20 players and, uh, you know, the big money leagues. So Hyatt is a guy that's also trending up here. Um, they, they tried to take a couple shots to him. Uh, nothing really connected, but. Uh, he was out in the field a ton in week six, and that should only continue for going forward. 
had some quarterback injuries this week. Uh, Justin Fields is going to miss some time with a thumb injury. Anthony Richardson, uh, he was already hurt, but uh, Jim Irsay told reporters that it looks like his season is over. Um, Trevor Lawrence is dealing with a minor injury. Um, so we've got to look at at some potential quarterback options, Tom. One that's standing out to me, and look, we're not going to go too too deep into the quarterbacks because I, I think everybody understands the quarterback streaming game. You target matchups. But one name that stands out to me, available in 75% of leagues, he's frustrating as all hell because they, they move the ball up and down the field and then never score touchdowns, as, has been, as was the case dating back to his time with the Raiders. But Derek Carr is available in 75% of Yahoo leagues. He's got a great receiving core. Alvin Kamara's back, and his next four games are inside before their week 11 bye. Yeah, the one concern this week is that C.J. Beathard might, might be starting on the other side for the Jaguars, which... Uh... You know, the, the, the point total for this game has already fallen by, you know, it's open at like 42, 42 and a half points. Uh, it's already down to 39 points. So that would be a little bit of a concern here. But, I mean, he's got great weapons. He's throwing it deep to Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid. Uh, you know, he's got good underneath targets. <laughs> They've got Michael. Taysom Hill involved Oh, this my week. gosh, Joe. I was, I was tracking that stuff. I mean, we can touch on him a little bit on the tight end stuff, but yeah. – uh, I could not. I'm like, did they sign a T Hill? Like, there's no way this is Taysom Hill getting all these targets. And it turned out it was Taysom Hill. But um, yeah, so I, I think he has some upside here, you know, a, a touch of it here. It's been a frustrating start to the season for the Saints. All their games have been 37 or fewer points. They played an, under the total in 10 straight games. I, you know, I've done fantasy football long enough. I'm not going to, I'm going to guess that they're not going to go under the total on every game that they play this season. They're going to have some regression. He's going to start hitting on some of these deep balls that he's been throwing, uh, you know, get outside, you know, they're getting, getting indoors, no longer in the elements, uh, you know, a few more games under his belt in this offense. It's got to start clicking a little bit here. So uh, I just wish, uh, I just hope TJ, uh, not uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, plays in this game on Thursday night to give him a better chance of, uh, you know, maybe racking up some production. The tight ends, we've been kind of playing this roulette all season long, but it looks like Michael Mayer of the of the Raiders, who was a second-round pick, so he was a high-pedigree prospect, he actually might have gotten involved here, and and I don't know how if Aiden O'Connell's going to keep it going with, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I forgot to mention, he got hurt too if, if yeah. you were playing him for fantasy. I think, they, uh, I think it was six quarterbacks overall in, no, in just, week six. You never see that. Never see that. Uh, uh Mayer uh, had uh, two for 39 in, in week five and then five for 75 on six targets in week six. Um, he's got a he's got a whole game, complete game type of tight end. Um, I think you can pick him up and start him, especially if you have somebody who's still sitting around on your bench like Hunter Henry, who looked like at the beginning of the year he was going to be something and now has devolved into nothing. Yeah, I mean, this is the tight end game. You know, if you don't have the Kelsey, if you don't have the Laporta, if you don't have the Andrews, uh, you know, we're, don't you know if some guy's not doing anything you know move on quickly uh and this is this would be a guy i'd be moving on to and i he's probably might be the top one of the top priorities for me if if you don't need the running back help uh yeah. as you said the receivers are you know a lot of guys that are you know heavily owned already at the top of the waiver wire at wide receiver so i think mayor um it's going to be tough cuz devonte adams isn't going to see four and five targets a game like he has the last two weeks. Uh, Jacoby Myers has proven he can be a bit of a ball hog. Uh, 
you know, dating back to when he was with the Patriots as well. So um, it could be a bit thin here. But the one good thing is uh, Vegas, their schedule is going to get a little tougher, which I think it might be better for this passing game. Um, this defense is not very good for the Raiders. So it could force them to be throwing the little ball a little bit more. Uh, the question is, uh, is, you know, is it going to be Garoppolo? Is it going to be AOC, Aiden O'Connell, uh, Brian Hoyer? It's uh, been a revolving door at quarterback so far this season. But Mayors, you, you can clearly tell they've made the internal decision that this guy needs to play. We drafted him high. Why are we playing Austin Hooper over him? Uh, you know, and what we know about Josh McDaniel's offenses as, as well. Uh, they're notorious for being like hard to to learn and uh, pretty wordy. And so, you know, maybe everything's starting to click for him a little bit. Um, he's learned the offense and they feel comfortable with him being out there. So, uh, <laughs> hey, we've seen Sam Laporta, second round pick. Uh, he's breaking the mold as a rookie tight end. Uh, been one of the best players at the position. Luke Musgrave has had some moments. Uh, maybe Mike, Michael Mayer is uh, having starting to have some of his moments and a guy that we probably want to have on our roster if you've been really struggling at the tight end position uh, for the second half of the year. Taysom Hill, Tom, I know there was a, a big controversy because uh, I think the FFPC, which is tight end premium, moved Taysom Hill to quarterback um, okay. after people had been drafting him as a tight end. Um, and that, that now they're... they're um, their rules say we we go by who's what the official position is. Cruel fate has it. Taysom Hill was back to being basically a tight end and wide receiver in week uh, in, in in week week six, uh, yeah. week six. and it, I think he had a career high in targets. Tom, uh, he's out there in ninety three percent of your leagues. I believe he is tight end eligible on most like kind of season long fantasy sites. Uh, what's your read on Taysom Hill? Is this something we can trust, or is this just one of those guys? Hey. I'll put Taysom in my lineup. Maybe he'll get a rushing touchdown. Yeah, at this point, you know, it's a week, uh, you know, we're week six here with the uh, uh, week seven now with six teams on by. So you, there might not be many options. Um, we'll see. I, I think this role will probably kind of disappear once Jawan Johnson comes back. But uh, Jawan Johnson hasn't been very close to playing and they play on Thursday night. So, <laughs> I mean, it was notable. I He went from uh, running... I believe uh, forty nine routes through the first five weeks of the season. I think he he was uh, quite heavily involved. I'm trying to pull it up on our fantasy points data suite, but I uh, I'm on the wrong board here. But he was quite involved as a route runner. Uh, eight eight targets, and uh, so hey, we're looking at this position. If he's going to be running routes and has the potential to catch you know catch a couple passes, and then we hey, maybe he throws a you know long completion maybe it goes for a touchdown and then uh, we don't know about jamal williams's status but could get a goal line carrier too so uh if we're really rolling the dice here at the tight end position uh we can roll it with Taysom hill i'm sure he does this it's seemingly every year where he you know gives us a little tease about uh you know being involved as a receiver then people go out and at him and <laughs> then he goes out the next week and has like two carries for 12 yards and no catches. And so he, he very well could do that again. But, um, you know, for the it was at least a, a strong involvement in the offense offense last week. And we know he can, you know, score a rushing touchdown at any point. So uh, worth a look, maybe at least just for this week to see if he stays involved and uh, with six teams on by. Maybe he 
he can sneak into a tight end 12, uh, you know, inside the, the, the top of the position for at least a week here. So T bro. Um, I know we mentioned on the podcast yesterday um, that it seems like, as a matter of fact, I titled yesterday's podcast. I think everybody's right. Re- everybody's red zone offense sucks. Um, and, and it's just kind of like one of those things where we're talking about the saints. Eagles fans are complaining about Seahawks fans are living with the red zone offense. I do want to point this out. Pernate Tice of the Athletic. Offenses are currently scoring touchdowns on 53.3% of their red zone opportunities. That's the lowest rate through six weeks since 2011. So what your eyes are telling you is confirmable by statistics. So maybe, you know, I was thinking when you were talking Taysom Hill, I'm like, we haven't seen that Taysom Hill at the goal line, you know, package. Well, they're not there. They're not at the goal line. You know, nobody's scoring touchdowns anymore. Hopefully, now, we that saw changes. it last night in that Chargers Cowboys game too. Yeah, it was like right yeah. at that fifty percent mark. Uh, it's it's been a frustrating start to the season for for these offenses. A lot of unders in the games last week. So let's start turning the corner here. Let's get a little better offense. Uh, these offensive lines need to kick it into gear. Uh, defensive lines have been dominating uh, in the league so far this year. Uh, so obviously with teams scoring so few touchdowns, kickers matter. We have kickers in the waiver wire document. We've got defenses in the waiver wire document. Tom, we have 103 players listed in the waiver wire document this year. Some have full write-ups. Others are, you, you list guys who are available. Maybe for those of you in shallower leagues who might be available in 40% of Yahoo leagues, but maybe if you're in an 18 league, you've got guys listed who are in there. So all league sizes covered in the waiver wire document at fantasypoints.com. Use code GURIFIC25 to get 25% off what is already significantly discounted because we're not going to charge you full price for, you know, half of a season. Fantasy football season is basically halfway over after this week. So we're not going to charge you full price. Get 25% off on top of that. Go attack the waiver wire at fantasypoints.com. His name is Tom Brawley. My name is Joe Dolan. This has been the week seven waiver wire show at fantasypoints.com and the Fantasy Points Podcast Network. Tom and I. We'll be back on Friday for the Point Spread Betting Show for Fantasy Points Premium subscribers. Hope you check it out. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. 